Hi, welcome to Pamper Reels. I'm your host, Nia. And on today's episode, I'll be covering writer and director Miranda July's Kajillionaire, which came out in 2020. Stay tuned. The plot summary for Kajillionaire is as follows. A woman's life is turned upside down when her criminal parents invite an outsider to join them on a major heist they are planning. Now, Kajillionaire has a short main cast. There are a few other small roles, but there are four major people that are in it. Evan Rachel would play as Odolio. You probably recognize her from more recently Westworld and in the past 13 and Pretty Persuasions. Evan does a lot of indie films and she has had success in bigger TV shows as well. Gina Rodriguez, who plays Melanie, you probably saw her in Awake that came out on Netflix or Annihilation, which also came out on Netflix. Richard Jenkins, who plays Robert, the father of Evan Rachel's Evan Rachel's Wood character, uh, Odolio, you recognize him as a father and stepbrothers and in the shape of water. And Deborah Ringer, who is Teresa, you probably know her from the Netflix TV show, The Ranch. That is the sound of the spoiler alert. If you have not seen this movie and don't want it ruined, go ahead and start the podcast, go watch the film, then come back when you're done. I want to start off by saying I like the tagline for this film, which is know your worth. And I feel like that is obvious throughout the film. There are quite a few times where the char- one of the characters may be thinking about that. Now, Kajillionaire follows a family of petty thieves whom over the years have groomed their now adult daughter, Oldolio. Her upbringing was always based on the financial gain of the family. In the film, we see how this has affected Oldolio's life. Now, to put it quite plainly, her parents aren't the best people, and they probably should not have had a child. Early in the film, we see how they see her, a tool in getting them more money or opportunities for more money. Teresa and Robert are petty thieves, petty con artists. If you want to even give them that, I mean, they're kind of like bottom-of-the-barrel criminals. And they named old Dolio after a homeless man who won the lottery in hopes that he would give them money because of the name that they gave her. And he didn't. He wind up using the money on other things. Now, Teresa and Robert, they never lose sight of their common goal. Over the past 26 years or so of old Dolio's entire life, they have taught their only child to swindle, scam, and steal at any and every given opportunity. Now, um, I want to talk about a little bit about Odolio's appearance. In this film, Evan Rachel Wood's character, Odolio, she appears to be dressed in, as, as, as the mom, they look like they're dressed in either hand-me-downs, maybe like, you know, thrift store clothes, cheap items, things that they're not having to pay for. All of Odolio's clothes are extremely oversized, baggy. They look like stereotypical men clothing and she seems to be comfortable in it clearly she does not like to or want to show off her body or her figure which is clearly okay but later on in the film we realize that this is more so because of how she was raised and how she views herself which she doesn't really view herself in a very uh, positive or high standard Early on in the film, we feel sorry for Odolio. She appears to be a teen, clearly being used by her parents to help with schemes, especially with her youthful appearance, even having her dress up as a high schooler, though she is 26 years old. 
The scams and schemes they have include stealing from the post office, uh, returning items from money to stores for store credit and other petty crimes. Their living dwelling is rather odd. They live next to a soap company called Bubbles Inc. And the owner of the building they live in owns that, that company. Um, and the uh, they live in an old office space. It even still has the cubicles. And old Dolio's bed, or should I say her pallet, is unsatisfactory, but it's what she knows. Whenever they walk by their landlord's business, they always do so in a stealthy way to avoid seeing him because they do not want to pay him their rent money. And one day while doing this, he spots them and tells them that he hasn't received rent from them in three months. Their rent is $500 each month. They owe him $1,500 and he wants his money ASAP. Now, not wanting to deal with the separate tenants, he tells them he will evict them so that he can sell the building since he can get about at least $10,000 for it. Robert reasons with him, telling him he will get him the full $1,500 within two weeks. The next time Odolia goes to the post office, she realizes that they have installed new cameras, and this results in the end of one of their money makers. Odolio gets tickets for a free trip and devises a plan for the family to earn rent money. Her plan is that at the airport, they will act like they do not know each other, and one of them will take her bag, and she'll report the bag as stolen to the airline, and that they will pay her $1,575 to replace said luggage, as stated in their policy. Before they head on the plane, they ha- they know somebody that is nearby and it's a woman who's pregnant who is required to go to these certain parenting classes and she asks the family if one of them can go in her place and she'll pay them $20. Never wanting to miss an opportunity to make money, the father and the mother urge Odoli to do it and she goes to the class and collects the money. And in the class, they learn about uh, what is, uh, I think it's called, oh, man, what is it called? Breach crawl, where you put a baby on the woman's, ab- on the mother's abdomen and the baby's supposed to crawl to the nipple. It's a certain connecting kind of experience. And when Odolia is watching this, it makes her mind wonder of, hmm, did my mom do that to me because of their relationships? The family goes on their flight. Everything's going according to plan. And to get by, when they leave the the flight, they end up grabbing the leftover food from the other passengers. And on the flight back, they meet Melanie, played by Gina Roger, yes, who Robert and Teresa take a liking to while on the flight. And she wants to get into the scammy business. So when old Dolio goes to report the lost luggage, she is surprised when the airline rep tells her it could take up to six weeks to get the check sent to her, which that wasn't her plan. They need the money within two weeks. When her parents hear the news, they are upset and they physically turn their back on her. Now they're in a bar and Melanie tells the three of them that she works with a lot of older people who, you know, they're lonely. They invite her over and she notices that they have items that are valuable and that maybe they can take the items that they give her and sell to antique shows. Now, Melanie is sweet and upbeat and tries to relate to Odolio, but she seems to not be interested. While at the first house, Melanie is shocked seeing the family when the family is in action. While at the home, they take several several items, including taking a picture of this elderly lady's checkbook. And when Melanie sees this, she seems disbelieved. She's very shocked. I think it was, you know, thinking about doing crime and then actually doing crime or two different things. And at first, Melanie's excited, even comparing it to like Ocean's Eleven movies. But 
actually being in it, clearly she's not really made for this type of world. At the next home, it's the home of an older man, and he is very sick and even on his deathbed. He lives alone and has children, but they are busy with other things, he says. He just misses the feeling of having a, you know, human interaction and having a full house. He even asks a foursome if they can role play as if they are a real family. For a moment, it's nice and it seems like everyone gets what they want. You know, Teresa, you know, gets a home. Robert gets to relax and not worry. Odolio gets a family that cares and Melanie wants a sister. It's more like an alternate reality of happiness. Now, I will say with Melanie's character, and maybe it's just me because maybe somebody else interpreted this a different way. It seemed like Melanie was living a decent life. She had a decent job, um, a very caring mother, maybe slightly over caring, but not annoying. And maybe that's just, you know, how some people are at the age where they feel like their parents annoying or too much or checks in too much. But, you know, her in comparison of old Olio's mother to her mother, her mother actually cares about her. Her mother actually loves her. You know, her mother calls to check in with her. Her mother thinks about her often and gives her gifts like, oh, I got myself this thing. I thought maybe you'd want a thing. There's even a part in the film where Melanie tells Odolio, oh yeah, whenever my mom gets something, she usually gets me one of the same thing too, which I, you know, she thinks that's normal. And Odolio's like, oh, well, that's different. Unfortunately, this moment is short-lived as Robert tells his daughter to go check that the homeowner is dead so they can take his checkbook. When she goes to go check on him, the old man begs her for them not to destroy the house as is for his kids. Odolio comes back into the living room and she notifies the others of his passing. Robert runs to the back room in search of the checkbook. Melanie is shocked and gets emotional, starting to cry. Odolio seems very nonchalant about the whole thing and Teresa tells her that she wouldn't be able to understand as she doesn't have tender feelings and comforts Melanie. Now this clearly is a dig at Odolio and throughout the film you see and hear her parents taking these you know saying these rude comments you know kind of undermining her making her feel down putting making her feel like a low person throughout you know these these microaggressions and Odolio doesn't really know how to process those emotions so she might feel awkward but she doesn't say anything we we realize in this film that odolio has an issue with physical touch as she didn't receive it as a child didn't receive sweet words kind words bedtime stories none of that she didn't get this typical upbringing that the average person gets from a two-parent household or even from a parent in general she just kind of got the cold treatment of you know hey you're another mouth to feed you're gonna you're gonna do some work so that you can you can earn your keep and they even go as far as splitting everything evenly three ways which i understand their logic behind it but as a parent, wouldn't you want to give your kid the best of the best, not making them have to do unsavory things? And I, this, this this film made me think about what Odolia had to do when she was 12 years old or 16 years old and her friends are getting ready for prom and she's like, yeah, that's a waste of money. That, you know, my parents think that's a waste of money, so I'm not going to be able to go. Things like that, you know. And it's unfortunate that she didn't get these, you know, nice moments that she should have had throughout her life and she'll never be able to get them back. 
Robert comes back to the living room empty-handed and says he will search the house for it so they can cash a check for the rest of the funds they need, which is $850. He gives Odolia the key to their home and tells her to tend to the bubble issue. And obviously upset, Odolio goes home and checks the mail, and to her surprise, a check in her name for the amount of $1,575 from the airline is there. She sees the bubbles falling down the side of the wall, stares at it for a moment, and runs up the building. Now, to me, I thought she was going to take this money, not saying it's a lot, but it's a decent place to start somewhere. And I thought she's going to run off with it and, you know, create a little life for herself. Maybe go find a job, get a, you know, crappy little apartment or share an apartment with someone and just kind of try to start her own life and her own path. But that's not what happens. So Robert and Teresa and Melanie come back to their home to find Odolio not there and a soapy mess. Meanwhile, Odolio is back at the meeting for parents and how to deal with their children Seemingly, she is there because she doesn't have tender feelings. Now, back at the building, Robert tries to get Melanie to take a bath in the hot tub that they bought. Clearly, Melanie is irritated but not surprised. It seems that she's been through this before with how guys perceive her and what they want. And Teresa comes in with a plate of snacks and even tells Melanie about, you know, this is about her pleasure too. Melanie tries to storm off and while trying to leave, Odolio happens to walk in. Teresa calls Melanie Hun, and this finally sets off Odolio. In anger, she asks her mother to call her Hun, and even offers her the full check to do so. And Robert encourages her, like, come on, honey, do it. It's not that hard. But her mother can't, and claims Odolio wants them to be fake people. Melanie says that she'll do it. She'll call her Hun for $1,575. She grabs Odolio's hand, and they walk out the door, and she tells her to not look back. Melanie brings her back to her apartment to collect her thoughts. She tells her that she's addicted to her parents, even going as far as asking what way, in what way are they her parents? And Melanie is absolutely correct. These people, Robert and Teresa, do not act like parents in any sort of way. Them working together with Odolio, that's not them saying, oh, this is our child. Let's work with her. They're saying, oh, she's young. She's quicker. Let's we can use her to do certain things that we can't do because we're old or because we've burned certain bridges and we can't show our face. But Odolio doesn't know that. She doesn't realize that because these are her parents. She assumes that they actually care about her. And it's unfortunate that she is sadly, sadly mistaken. Melanie and Dolio go to cash a check and Dolio hands the money over to her and Melanie writes a list of things that her and old Dolio will do before Dolio can go home and before she actually claims the money. The list includes calling Odolio pet names, making her pancakes, doing a breast crawl, dancing, and birthday presents wrapped in a bow. While going through the list, they come across the la- one of the last items, the breast crawl. Melanie suggests they go somewhere to do it. The bathroom at the gas station that they were at earlier with the broken light. Now, while inside, there's an earthquake and Odolio has, I'll call it an awakening. Even going as far as telling Melanie her plan was to rob her. Now, they emerge and when they come out, you know, Odolio seems to be happier with a new sense of life or sense of happiness because she's not really happy throughout the film. She goes to the gas station and grabs snack after snack. Melanie's standing there upset and lets lets her know like, hey, that's actually my money. And she storms out. 
Odolia has no idea how to make things right with Melanie, even saying, I don't know what to do. Confused, she crawls on the ground towards her, which Melanie smiles and crosses it off their list. They go back to Melanie's apartment, and Odolio dances to a song that's actually whole music for a company that they call. It's short-lived as her parents come knocking at the apartment door. Knowing that she isn't ready to talk, they leave. And when they open the apartment door, a stack of presents fall onto the apartment floor. One present for each year that they've missed. 17 presents in total. Melanie calls it crap. They leave a note inviting both Melanie and Odolio to a dinner. It's not for her birthday, as it's not actually her birthday. And it's, she, she's not even 18. She's 26. Melanie says that she doesn't have to go, but if she does want to go, that she should be safe and leave the money at the apartment. For dinner, Odolio is in a pink dress, which is actually nicely fitted, and Melanie is in a hoodie and jeans. Her parents look like they have tried to look their best, and over drinks, they talk about how they used to have regular jobs, or quote-unquote straight shooters, until the culture changed and they followed suit. As a final gift, they give Odolio a gold necklace with a small charm, and they sing her happy birthday, and she gets a slice of cake and blows out the candles. It seems like a sweet moment. Um, Robert gives a speech about how it was insulting to treat her like a child, and after the earthquake, they were extremely worried, and through sobbing, without tears, he says how happy they are that she's their daughter. And old Dolio cries as well, but she's actually crying. There are tears falling down her face, and Melanie's just sitting there watching it all happen, and to me, Melanie's thinking, this is all bullshit. How can you not see your parents are clearly putting on a show for you right now and in my opinion knowing how your parents are wouldn't you first think oh they're trying to calm me right now but it's clear that Odolio is still under that's the spell of her parents of oh these are my parents and they care about me right they wouldn't do anything wrong to me and I think she she needs to have realized like hey sometimes it's okay to admit that someone is a shitty person even if that's your parent. She has shitty parents who don't actually care about her. Because look at where she's at at 26 and doesn't even know any better and doesn't know how to cope and deal with the real world. Now, they all go back to Nellie's apartment and they actually tuck in old Dolio, which is kind of weird. They're trying to relive these days that they've missed with her, with her youth. And Odolio tells them that she actually cashed a check already. Teresa says, don't worry about it. We're the parents and we'll handle it. And they leave. Melanie, who still doesn't trust them, checks the spot where the money was stashed and says, if it's not there, then tonight was all a lie. And Odolio says, but if it's still there, then this is all real. And if at least her third, which is the $525 is there, then that means that, you know, we can only ever be how we are, but we love you. We wish you well. When Melanie opens it up, all the money is actually there. When Melanie and Odolia wake up in the morning, they see that Melanie's apartment has been robbed of everything except Odolia's gifts that are on the living room floor. And when I say everything, I mean everything. They took all the food out the cupboards, all the food out the fridge, everything in the drawers, all the furniture, all the fixtures. They took everything and they escaped on the patio, uh, on the balcony with the patio sliding door. Melanie says, so what? and laughs 
And Dolio looks a little bit surprised as she's laughing, but Dolio ends up laughing too. And they stare at each other from across the room and they move slowly towards each other and end up in the middle of the room and embrace and uh, end up embracing each other for a moment. And now they go later, they go to the store and they take the gifts that were given to her by her parents and return them. And the total refund is four hundred eighty five dollars, five cents. And Melanie realized that the necklace is the last and that they need to return. And when they return that, the total is five hundred twenty five dollars, which is officially her third of the check. The film ends with Old Dolio and Melanie kissing at checkout. This film, it spans an hour, 44 minutes. I think it was a bit too long. I think they could have chopped off maybe 20 minutes of this film. Um, a good hour and a half, hour, 15 minutes, I think would have been fine. I liked it, but mind you, I like obscure movies. I like indie films. I'm used to indie films and how they don't have the t- typical narrative of how a movie is they don't flow with with the way a typical movie is and also just to note indie films are not meant for a general audience indie films are meant for a particular audience so like my father i would not recommend this movie to my dad because at the end he would say so what the hell happened like is she not talking to her parents anymore her and this girl together like what happens after this and it's like that's not what this is about you know to me watching this movie this film was about the dynamic of family and what you what you call family and social class and where people lie within that social class what people will do for money and so on and so on people people taking advantage of people's charity that's what this is about to me um I feel like the characters, like Old Dolio's character, I empathize with her only because it was like, this is so sad and unfortunate that this seemingly girl who hasn't experienced what she should have experienced by her age of 26, you know, and it, it's that, that's sad. She hasn't really experienced, you know, love, whether it's the love of her family or the love of a partner. Um, she hasn't had much real life experiences. Even when she tries to reach out to her mother to, you know, do something bonding, her mom goes and makes a joke of it to her dad. And her dad's like, well, that's BS. Why would you even think that? That's so stupid. She's constantly being belittled, frowned upon, and made to feel bad. Even her clothes, she doesn't even care about herself. She doesn't care about her appearance. You know, it's just... It's just unfortunate. And the good thing about the character of Melanie is that Melanie's able to pull it out of her. You know, Melanie's able to go to her and say, hey, I see you and you are deserving of love. You're deserving of care. You should have people in your circle that make you feel good, you know. And even when Melanie's talking to her about her own mother, she's talking as if this is normal. And for her, yes, this is normal. This is her world. But for someone like Odolio, it's like, wow, so you're telling me your mom just gets you stuff because she just thought about you. Hmm, that's nice. You know, she's not used to the male gaze or the gaze of anyone's eyes for that matter. Odolio's clothes throughout the film, they're dark, they're super baggy, they're swimming on her. Melanie's character, she wears more tighter clothing, slightly revealing, um, pastels, very girly girly. And it in that scene of the at the dinner scene, I liked it because it seemed as though for a moment they both switched uh how they dressed, which I really appreciated. Um, but yeah, overall I would give this movie a seven or eight. To me, what have made it a ten is 
mm, if it was just a little bit shorter and a little bit more explained in certain areas. But it's not lost on me. I've watched this film twice. I appreciate it. I would recommend this film for indie movie lovers or those who want to step their foot into the indie waters. If you're not into indie films and you only like big box office films, then this isn't from you. This director, she's known for, you know, the obscure kind of films. So if that's what you like, then definitely go watch this film. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Pineapple Reels. As always, you can give me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can go to my Instagram and follow me. It's at Pineapple Reels. You can DM me if you have any comments or suggestions. You can also email me, pineapplereels at gmail.com if you want to recommend a movie or a TV show that you'd like me to discuss or break down. I would do that happily. Um, next time... I'm thinking I'm going to cover Black Widow. I saw it last night on Thursday and I have a lot to unpack on it. I spoke to a couple of people about it who also happened to see it last night too. And I have I have some things I have some things I want to say about it obviously. So stay tuned.